0: Welcome to the All In Football Fantasy Premier League show, episode eight. I'm your host, the FPL guru, Alex Rex. And with me today is the very good looking man, Scott Williams. Uh, yeah, he's there. It's you. Oh, I'm about a good looking. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> just, me, just, me, just me and thee today. Uh, and uh, looking forward to getting stuck into a hell of a lot of content actually to get through. Um, so uh, stick with us on it. Wanted to make sure I answered all of the questions that you guys had sent in. Thank you ever so much to everyone who has liked all of our videos so far and subscribed to our YouTube channel or uh, submitted their subscription to us on Spotify and Apple podcasts. Get your notifications when the new podcast comes up there and also followed us on our social media platforms all in football pod and all in football P on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Click the like and subscribe button don't forget to do that. It's very very helpful and i keep getting told that i need to make sure i keep saying that because apparently it helps um so today guys we're going to cover the um the, the review obviously of last game week our reviews of our game weeks and we're going to look at the top teams to pick for the next six game weeks so i'm going to look at the next six game weeks who's got the best fixtures for there and touch on those teams look at city and chelsea in particular moving forward after we had the rotation nation this weekend, um, which you will get from those teams moving forward. Uh, I'll answer a couple of your questions you've sent to me, as well, quick-fire ones, and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get wrapped up and uh, fit all of that in. So, on to review of game week five. So, for the second time this season, the formation's been a five-three-two, five three, two, 5 at the back, twice. Um, three Chelsea players, uh, Van Dijk and uh, Matty Cash, Thiago Silva, Rudiger and Alonso. De Gea with his penalty save in goal. Ismail Assar with his two goals, with 15 points. Mohamed Salah, standardly, with his 12 points goal and assist. Erdegaard with his free kick in the 1-0 win and all the bonus points against Burnley. Ivan Tony up front delivering 12 points with a fantastic performance against Wolves. I think he played unbelievable in that game of football, I have to say. And Josh King, which was a shout that we said at the beginning of the season, if he nails down a position up front for Watford at £5.5 I think he is a really good option as a budget striker. And if he's going to nail down his position as their number nine, he tends to deliver. He's got pedigree and history in the Premier League. But there's been a 5-3-2 twice, a 3-4-3 twice, and then a 4-4-2. you have any of those players on that screen, Scotty? Um... Other than Mo, I'm guessing. Uh, no, just Mo. Just, just... <laughs> Matty Cash uh, getting his first goal, I think, ever for Villa. 15 yes. points. uh Sar with 15 points. And uh, Tiago Silva with 15 points are the uh, top scorers for uh, that game week. Moving on to statistics for the week itself. Uh, Mo Salah, 36.5% captained overall. Ronaldo, 20%. Fernandes, 11%. Uh, Lukaku, Vardy and Kane but um, the, the only ones to, to really perform, obviously Ronaldo got one goal uh, Salah got 12 points but Vardy, uh, the one that we picked out last week, 8 points um, now seems to be nailed on in the Premier League side, gets rested for Europe every week, they've got some not bad fixtures coming up, do not he's turn you back got 2
1: bonus then in that game 3 oh, f- bonus? Uh, he got two. four points, 2.2 point, two, but 2 bonus 2 bonus, surprising for a loss yeah, Um
0: they I don't know who got all three bonus in that game actually. I mean, it could have been Harvey Barnes for trying to block the keeper twice, but it, it was. <laughs> but um yeah, un- unfortunately, um uh, he was 24 I can't remember how he's not even that highly owned, he just gets overlooked too often, Vardy. Anyway, but that's because we've got too many premium strikers, Salah doing the business, and you can see already that 1.79% of people are already not paying attention to other teams, and captaining Antonio, who was suspended. It started already. Um Look at the chip usage uh, so far, um, this is actually just for that game week itself. So, 9.73% of people uh, use their wildcard. No chip at all, 87% free hit, obviously 1.52, which is just people having a laugh. But uh, nearly another 10% of managers use their wildcard, another 800,000 managers uh, that game week. On to our league, the all in podcast, all in football podcast mini league. If you haven't joined our mini league yet, why not? I've said the code a million times. I haven't got it on me this time round. So you should have heard it. If you've listened to it by now, you should know what the, what the code is. Um, but if you have a look, it's on our social channels. We've got a special post for it on Instagram. Uh, I would have gone top of the league this week, but uh, Gavin Webb, AJFC, decided he was going to join our league this week um, and uh, take top spot with 398 points. Uh, I'm in second with 383, turning over uh, Jack Howcroft, who was top of the league uh, all of the first four game weeks. And look who's sneaking in there in fourth place—the all-in Pod team, who, uh, funnily enough, was manager of the week. <laughs> oh, hey. so we actually got we got we got manager of the week this week. Um, it's uh, and I, I was one point behind, but the the gentleman himself, who um, oh I got should should touch on this uh, that our overall rank is up to two hundred fifty-seven k. Um, but the gentleman who actually did... Uh, oh, this is... Oh, sorry, I've, I've gone too far. This is our team. You <laughs> you get giddy. I'm getting giddy. I've gone one slide ahead. But this is our team this week. So, for podcast listeners, Scotty, can you
1: run through this one for us? I can, yeah. So, um, yeah, Sanchez in goal. Um, I think we started Batman, didn't we? Did we? Um, anyway, Batman yeah. didn't play. Ben Foster played. So, yeah, Sanchez came for a point. Uh, Luke Shaw and Aylin, uh, two points each. Not really contrary. Ben White with a good seven points. Uh, looking a bit more solid now. Arsenal at the back. Sala, as as we had to, captain's big return. Ben Rama, pretty lucky, I think, to get them. But uh, it was a big deflection. Rafinha again, arguably lucky for that one. Um, good play by Rodrigo, I believe. Yeah, stepped over the ball, didn't he? Yeah, you also agree we not really bringing any points in. Dennis solid, so he's looking like quite a solid sort of little asset. Is Dennis um, and then Tony? Like I said, watch the game with really you well. Um, he looked it looked frighteningly good, didn't he? So um, again, I can see him coming to a lot of teams this week.
0: Yeah, it did really well. We um, we had uh, Trent Alexander Arnold obviously had started for us with Ben White on our bench. Actually, was our first Ooh. sub. So we uh, we got we got a good one there with seven points. Obviously, Antonio was benched and Livramento was with a ridiculous clean sheet <laughs> against uh, against Man City at the Etihad. Whoever saw that coming? over two two nil nil draws in a row for Southampton. Crazy. I, it's just what's going on with them. Uh, the the guy who came manager of the week this week, who wasn't the pod team or myself, is our good friend Dan Clark. Cinderella story. He sits 20th in our (laughs) mini-league, but he had a massive overall rank rise this week, and I will go back, but his overall rank went from 4.6 million to 3.3. He overtook 1.3 million managers this week uh, to get to uh, 3.3 million. He's already taken two transfer hits. Um, He's been nice and active, and I heard a rumour that he's got his wildcard active um, as well for this week. Um, Edison in goal, Asp at the back with uh, Dyer and Jansen Rafinha, Grealish, Jota Salah captain and uh, Jack Harrison who obviously didn't play, Ings and Tony so we've got 75 points from any 10, 10 players playing So That's an uh, average of 7.5 per player Alex. Thanks Scott I'll uh, definitely have you in for the uh, for the statistics moving <laughs> forward, but yeah well, well done to Dan, uh, shout out to him for manager of the week um, obviously other than the, the pod team uh, Tom, who of us isn't with us this week, got 69 points. He got a green arrow up to 990k. Uh, Sanchez, Ailing, White, Soufal, a minus one for Dina. Uh Salah, captain Benrama, Grealish, Rafinha, Tony,
1: and Lukaku. Matt Target sitting on his bench for six points. Ran um, pretty good, run pretty good to have Tony coming off the bench. There, I didn't notice that. He, he, oh, he did, of course. <laughs> yeah, He started Torres, didn't he? He did, yeah.
0: And uh, no, and normally I expect I'd have expected Torres to come on and get a point and mm. really just really, really mess it all up. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't. So uh, yeah, nice one for Tony Scotty. Your team fifty-five points. A small, a small red arrow
1: cool. uh,
0: down to two point three million. Uh, you took a minus four as well this
1: week. Yeah. Talk us through your week. Yeah, it's not going wrong again, is it? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Sanchez, whatever a point. Uh, Brandon Williams doing well for me there. Zero wasn't a (laughs) minus one, was it? Uh, (laughs) Duffy Liveramento somehow obviously Liveramento coming off the bench for Trent. um, Five points, luckily. Brought. I think the biggest thing was I took a minus four point hit because I was like, I need to get Trent Alexander Arnold on the team, and he didn't even play. Um, But quite. (laughs) Quite good though. I thought it just got rotated, but it was actually an injury, so maybe he's not going to get rotated. And I'd, I'd be we were surprised, weren't we, when we heard yeah, that he wasn't very playing, much? So. so I can't yeah. imagine being um, so yeah, brought to so quick. did nothing. Triore, yeah, he's going to be coming out soon. He's so frustrating to watch. Um, he looked, um, he looked in
0: that game. He did, every, I can't remember the times we sat together and watched the game. I said the uh, words classic Triore yeah.
1: in that game. He just kept going to the byline, point it back stick, and there's no one there, back stick every time. So um, not good. Ronaldo chipping in, obviously, um, he probably should have had another one at the start of the second half and how he's not got a penalty actually is ridiculous. Um, and then Lukaku actually, um, I thought Spurs didn't play great, but actually I thought they managed Lukaku really well in that game. Um, one of the few teams are probably able to do that season. So yeah, not a great week, but I'll probably try and not do anything this week and save a transfer. It, I was uh, quite surprised
0: because I do we do our uh our, our ref watch on our Instagram on on a Monday or a Tuesday um and thanks to everyone who participated in that I really I really enjoy uh cuz there's there's never a 100% on it ever no one ever fully agrees on on everything with a decision uh I was really surprised to see that the sou foul one on Ronaldo was like 50-50 on people's opinions, if that was a penalty or not, but the Zuma one was like eighty percent of people thought that was a penalty. And actually, I mean, I personally, I am well, I'm, I'm a biased United fan, so I probably thought both were a penalty. But the Zuma one for me was probably less of a penalty than the Ronaldo one. I thought the Ronaldo, the, the, the Ronaldo, and the Suárez one. I thought the mm. Foul one was like a stone wall penalty.
1: I was shocked that wasn't given. I was like, this. I was like, this one will be given. And then, yeah, I, I don't understand how it wasn't. I thought I was. I thought VAR had a very bad weekend actually. Yeah. Uh, first I bad agree. weekend they've had. Um, shocking decisions. The Man City one was even worse. How that was overturned for a clear and obvious error is disgusting. So actually, imagine, imagine being a Southampton fan and annoyed you've not got three points from that game. I c- I completely agree. Like clear and obvious error, absolutely not. And
0: I, I actually think if it had given the other way, I wouldn't have even been that bothered if it wasn't overturned. Because I mean, yes. I thought it was a penalty, but like it just whatever the decision was should not have been changed. I,
1: yes, it couldn't have been overturned regardless. Yeah, I agree with oh, that. Just uh, madness. Anyway, I thought there should have been four penalties in that United game personally, but that's that. Anyway, I thought I don't I, I thought I thought what should have happened in that was I don't know if they, I, I they're actually allowed to do this, but I then didn't, I didn't think it was a red card because of double jeopardy. I actually oh, thought Carl yeah. Walker went for the bottle. Yep. So I felt like the red card. I don't know if they're allowed to do it, but a red card should have been overturned. But the penalty should have stood. Personally. Comple-
0: yeah, completely agree with that as well. And yeah. Um, yeah, the, the the offsides as well in the last game. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we we could talk about that for for ages. Um, my uh, my week so seventy six points. Really pleased. Well, I say a couple of lucky ones with the Ben Rama and the Rafinha for myself. Um, Salah captain, Sissoko and Greenwood in the midfield. I'd Shaw and Ailing at the back. Ben White for seven points. I started. Sanchez came on for Backman. Shame Simmercast didn't come on for me. Um, I would have been an even better week. Uh, An up front, Ronaldo and Ivan Tony, who I've stuck with to this point. because so I think he's looked really good. He's been sold by the masses and he's gone down 0.2 in his price. I, I was always keeping him for these fixtures and now he's got Liverpool next week. So, you know, I'll consider my options, but I have got two free transfers, so I'm going to use one of them. I've uh, I've got to this point, I've I've not tasted a red arrow yet this season. I've only had green arrows. Um, I'm over ranked 77k. Uh, I've only made three substitutions so far as well, so not taking any points. It's and I I just wanted to like I've just been a bit lucky at the same time. There's a couple of decisions I've made with players that I've started with at the beginning of the season have really worked well for me. Um, Good balance at the back is in good rotation for defenders. Salah obviously um, has been a good one. I think Greenwood's been a really good decision to start the season with. Antonio obviously has been one that's exceeded expectations but been solid. Um, so yeah, if I'd have written a start to the season myself, I would not have changed it. I'd, no red arrows, please. Watch the massive one come next week. That'd be fucking cheese with mine, lad. Nah, say, you know what? You've started exactly how I started last season. Yeah, I literally couldn't hit a barn door with a machine gun, like everything was just going wrong. And the only person I had that was consistent was just like Salah team. And that was just, I couldn't get anything right. Um, but it will change. Plenty of time left we've, because we've only had five game weeks,
1: but 33 left to go. Feels like you've had half the season already. It, it feels like we've had about 10 games. And I'm we look, fantasy we, football for that.
0: We look disheveled. I know. Uh, I'm, we've I'm through, ill. We've been through the <laughs> rigger. Uh, so I wanted to touch on the next six fixtures because when I'm looking at fixtures, in general, I tend to look probably at the previous six to ten for statistics. I think that's more of a relevant look in terms of, of, of numbers, and I pretty much only ever look at the next six game weeks. Other than some ridiculous fixture runs, like obviously I've always had Chelsea's in my mind for seven onwards and whatever else. But generally speaking, things will change a lot in the next six game weeks, whether you think they will or not, they will. So there's almost no point planning for past the next six game weeks, other than really, really loosely. So. I wanted to use the Fantasy Football Hub fixture ticket to have a look at the next uh, six fixtures and the big teams within it to keep an eye on. So uh, Leeds United are top. They've got West Ham at home, Watford at home, Southampton away, Wolves at home, Norwich away, and then Leicester at home. So uh, four home fixtures and two away fixtures in the next six, which is very important. Um, And also they've got some some really good away fixtures, Southampton and Norwich, even though the two have been 0-0. Arsenal beneath them. Tottenham at home, Brighton away, Palace at home, Villa at home, Leicester away, and Watford at home again. Four home fixtures, and Palace, Villa, and Watford being three of them. So good fixtures. Chelsea beneath them. City at home, Southampton at home, Brentford away, Norwich at home, Newcastle away, and then Burnley at home. They, I mean, their fixtures just look ridiculous. Um, they're the best three. And Southampton, Everton, uh, will also touch on and cover. So I wanted to start off by talking about Leeds United, who are top of that list. So Patrick Bamford, top scorer for them in fantasy so far this this week. I hear he's potentially got a knock to his ankle,
1: though. That's that's what the uh, that's what the inside sources I live with have told us. Yeah, he's uh, he's apparently out the cup game tonight, um, and apparently Bealder likes to always have his main players in the squad at least. So he's not in, so he is very much a doubt for the weekend. Interesting. I um, think it, it it's
0: a point to mention here that there is midweek fixtures in the Carabao Cup. So don't make any changes until after those, because I think you'll get a, a good indication of um, a players who are obviously injured, but also you don't want one of your players to get injured uh, in one of those games or catch COVID from one of the other teams, uh, which you never know can happen in this ridiculous world we seem to live in at the moment. Um, Bamford and Rafinha are the top two performers, 21 points and then 20. No one's surprised by that whatsoever. Then you've got Klitsch, and you know, Dallas was always going to have a, a drop-off in points, but he's still the fourth highest scorer for them. Uh well, third highest scorer level with Klitsch. Meslier beneath Ailing, obviously, with 12 points with Meslier as well. Um, Jack Harrison now minutes potentially in trouble with Dan James, and also he's got an injury. Um, Calvin Phillips with seven points, Cooper and Shackleton with six apiece. Anybody else to consider other than probably Bamford or Rafinha, do you think, at the moment in Leeds? Not with,
1: not with Leeds' uh, leaky defence at the minute, not a chance. Um, they're always, always making chances at the aren't they? So... Yeah. if you want a, if you want a sweat if you if there's a especially if we always say this if there's a game on live on sky sports or something and you want to have a little sweat it's always fun to go over Leeds player because you, you know they are always going to have some chances out there so
0: yeah they're not going to get rotated either are they as players no. um but bamford is behind antonio obviously but Puki Saint maximan ivan tony and chris wood for expected points of the season so he's not right at the top. And you know what, let's look at the eye test. I, that finish against Newcastle when he just basically kicked it straight at the keeper was abysmal. Like in that that game, I just was so disappointed in that moment in the match. Um, he should have scored or at least tested the keeper better. Um, and Rafinha is behind Ishmael Assar, as you'd probably imagine. Connor Gallagher, Ben Rama, Trincao, Traore, Bowen. Um, again, all in terms of expected points for a mid-price midfielder um so I wouldn't be rushing to get either of these
1: two guys but I also wouldn't be rushing to sell them. Personally. no I, I agree with that. if you've got them, I wouldn't I wouldn't be kicking them out but me with I've not got any of them I'm not panicking getting any of them in absolutely no. not especially with the both got injury doubts.
0: um Arsenal now I need to talk about Arsenal uh, a little bit more because they have got some great fixtures. They've just kept two clean sheets in a row. That great man Aaron Ramsdale's kept two clean sheets. Um, the value i mean, the top three players here are Erdegaard, Gabriel, and Ramsdale in terms of points. And those guys all haven't played all the games for Arsenal. They're the ones that have come in after the first three, pretty much. Well, Gabriel, I think might have played one or two. Of them. Um, Saka there with thirteen points. Ben White thirteen. Pepe, Aubameyang, all with thirteen points. Tommy Asu with twelve. So a couple of clean sheets in two appearances, basically. Uh, you can see here shots, shots on target, obviously for podcast listeners, you can't see it, but for, for YouTubers, uh, shots, shots on target, shots in the box, big chances created. Ben White has a total zero in any of them. He's not even got his head on the end of a corner or anything like that yet so far. And I thought we might get a little bit more from him going forward. Uh, Kieran Tierney obviously offering good options, 15 points so far in terms of respect, expected assists. He's right up there with Obamiang, Pepe, not point and, uh, and Saka. So he's up there with the attackers. Uh, Erdegaard at 5.5 of his set pieces is definitely an option to look at. Smith Rowe's been disappointed now, I think. Even though he's probably got the high, he's got the highest XG, uh, higher XG than pretty much anybody else other than Obamiang and Pepe again. Anyone from Arsenal catch your eye, Scott?
1: Yeah, I think Smith Rowe is, is always, it looks like he's always going to assist the assist um, a little bit. He always look, looks like he's the one who starts the build up play, but then it gets to a couple more players going forward. I think the last couple of game weeks, like you say, I've, I've, I think you've got to look maybe at the defence a little bit. Um, they've had chances coming against them, don't get me wrong, but um, your Ben White um, is looking very solid. He's issuing, and uh, the boy Tommy is looked really good, uh, playing at right back as well. I don't know how much. Forward, so I'm pretty sure he's a centre back by um, by nature. Um, so yeah, they, potentially Saka as well, um, an interesting one. Um, as soon as I took him out our fantasy draft, he uh, got an assist, so uh, <laughs> another good one for me. Um, <laughs> but Saka, yeah, I, I think he was always potentially going to have a bit of a hangover from the you know the summer, but mm-hmm. he's, he, he is one, isn't he? That if he gets going, he can certainly rack some points. But like you say, they expect to assist is 0.54, is only behind uh, Pepe. So I think he's getting going a little bit, isn't he? So potentially that one as well. But yeah, Aaron Ramsdale, what's the Cinderella story? Yeah, well, £4.5 for Arsenal's number one goalkeeper. Uh, you know, yeah, if you're well, Yeah, he can't really. If you're wild carding at the moment,
0: he looks like he's pretty much nailed on. If he starts against Spurs, then he's he's nailed on. Because I know there's some rumours Leno might come back in for that. But we'll see. We'll I think see. it'll
1: be um, interesting who plays in midweek for him in the Cup. Because I'm guessing whoever plays midweek probably won't play at the weekend.
0: Completely agree with that. Yeah. Good shout on that one, Scotty. Um, uh, yeah, I'd agree again. Defence seem to be the guys who to give the best value. Uh, Erdegaard, 5.5, I, I just think he's a class player. And I think that's a really good price for a guy who's going to be one of the most creative players for, for Arsenal. I, I, there's, not, there's no. There's no um, I'm losing my words here. There's, I, Thomas Party played for Arsenal in the last game. There's no coincidence, is the word I'm looking for, that Erdegaard and Smith Rowe and the team themselves look better when Party plays. So he's just a bit too injury-prone. But anyway, uh, defenders, Ramsdale, Tommy Asu, best value with Ben White. Ben White's obviously 4.4. Gabriel's too expensive at 5 or 4.9. Uh, and Tierney, 4.9, again, is a bit of a punt considering he's always injured. Southampton, Alex McCarthy is the top-scoring player, equal to James Ward-Prowse. If you told me at the beginning of the season that Alex McCarthy was going to be the top-scoring player for Southampton, I'd laughed in your face. I mean, ridiculous. Two clean sheets in a row. 2 nil nil draws for Southampton in a row. Um, it can't last surely after, especially if they guard at mental. Ward Prowse underneath Ward Prowse will always score between like 130 and 160 fantasy points in a season because he is the assister. He is the even though he's done no assist this season, he is the creative guy who is going to take the free kicks, the set pieces, the penalties, anything like that. He is a guy to obviously keep an eye on, but he's just too expensive. The season at 6.5 million when you can get Rafinha's and whatever else at that same price. Adam Armstrong needs to be looked at. I think he's, he's 6, million, 6 million. He's a very good price at the moment. And, you know, he's he's the guy who's going to score the goals for them. Che Adams, obviously, is supporting out next to him. too expensive at 7 mil. Uh, and Liv Romento, he's gone up to 4.2 million this week. If if you can get him in, get him in, because he seems nailed. He's playing really well. And he is the fourth
1: highest point scorer for Southampton.
0: Anything else to, anything else to add on those guys, Scott?
1: Yeah, I'd just say if... Um that shocking Man City decision didn't get overturned, you're probably looking at Wall Prouse with a goal and Armstrong with an assist on that as well, so even even better. So, yeah, I like Adam Armstrong, I must say. He he, he looks good as well. I thought he would, he, He's he had a very good season at Blackburn, maybe a couple of good seasons at Blackburn, um, you know, and he, he looks dangerous every time I have looked at him. So, yeah. yeah, with JWP just behind, could be a good shout.
0: Yeah, great value, Armstrong, I think, as a striker, as one of the sporting acts, if you want to get the, uh, Lukaku and Ronaldo and whatever else, he's, he's a great player. And also, you can see who's taking the shots. 16 shots, um, 11 in the box for Armstrong, five shots and three in the box for Che Adams. So you can see who's the one who's assisting, who's flicking it on, who's feeding the ball through. If they're going to score, it's coming from from Armstrong rather than Che. So he's he seems like a, a good option. Everton are interesting ones. A couple of key statistics from here. Um, Damari Gray, three shots on target, three goals. I mean, clinical uh, or what? Top scoring player with 28 points. Decore's had more shots in the box. (laughs) More shots, sorry, in the box. More shots on target. One less shot in the box. 27 points. Townsend, 23. Calvert-Lewin, 23 points. And he's not even featured in the last game. Uh, Their defence is too leaky. Their attacks showing good value at 5.7 for Gray and 5.5 for Decoré. Um, Again, I I probably would have one of these two players, one of these two players in my team moving forward, if I was Wildcat. I wouldn't have both. And I've seen a couple of drafts with both in. Um, I think you're putting your eggs in in a basket that's probably a bit fragile, and you don't want eggs in a fragile basket. So, yeah, Gray, Decorey, one of those two. We had a nice chat about this last week, so uh, Decorey would be my pick, actually, I think, for consistency. Um, But Gray's probably got the ability to be more explosive. Anything else to add on them, Scotty?
1: Uh, just just be mindful of them, uh, Them Reds, big players out. Calvert, Lewin, Richardless, and Coleman Pickford, very big players out, which is going to affect the team going forward. Um, that's the whole spine that's uh, being affected there. So just be mindful of that. Northern well, is Alan to
0: not be involved, and then there is the whole spine, isn't
1: there? It? Go. Uh, so
0: we've, we've done those four teams. Couple of options in there which are great if you're wildcarding, put them in. There's probably some quite good value in there as well. But I wanted to move on to City and Chelsea because if you're looking at the fixtures, and I'm just going to click back here for uh, YouTube watchers, um, Man City are bottom of the fixture ticket for the next six game weeks. But they have that's because they've got Chelsea, Liverpool, and Man United all away from home, which which is tough. They're tough games. In the middle of that, they've got a home game against Burnley and a home game against Crystal Palace and an away game against Brighton. So don't get me wrong, Chelsea, Liverpool away the next two games. I wouldn't be touching City assets for those two, but I think Chelsea are going to are, are, are the are the best team in the league right now, and Liverpool are a fantastic units still going forward. Uh, but the next three after that show incredible value. They will jump up this table massively after the next two game weeks. Um, And Chelsea, after this City game at home, have got a ridiculous run of fixtures, as we've said about fifty-five times on this podcast, and everyone has done across the board. But it's who to get from those teams is the key, and that's the question that I've been asked non—not short of six times this week by listeners. Generally, six times. You know, I I don't like to, you know, like to big these things up too much, but everyone, you know. the players that have scored the most points so far are shock horror two defenders Rudiger and Alonso thirty eight points for Alonso and thirty three for Rudiger. Kovacic is a Cinderella story at twenty nine points. I mean this can't that can't last, um, but he looked amazing. Mendy the keeper twenty six points classically rotated. I think he was injured, wasn't he? But even yeah. he, even he gets rotated for Chelsea, and he's six million, which is ridiculous. Lukaku, 25 points with the game less than everybody else. Aspi, Thiago Silva, and then it's Shalabar, Christensen and James, all defenders that are in there. Who, who to pick out of here? So what I did was I went, went to look at the starts for this season, and I also went to have a look at the last 19 games under Thomas Tuchel last season in the Premier League. Now, you've got to bear in mind that there was the Champions League games within there, and... They were rotated a lot between them and everything else. But this season, Alonso five starts, Rudiger five starts, Kovacic four starts and one sub on. Aspilicueta four starts and one sub on. Um, Havertz and Jorginho, the other players, four starts and one sub on for both those guys who are featured in every single game so far. Mason Mount worryingly subbed off at half-time because they lacked energy, Thomas Tuchel's quote.
1: I agree Uh, with that. I, I, I thought Mount was very poor. Yeah. He's, I think he's, I think he's in a bit of a bad run at the minute, is Mason. I think he needs to, something to happen to get going. I think he will be dropped next game. I I'm,
0: I'm, I, agree. And also, he was definitely one of those people I was considering bringing in because he's just a great value midfielder. I thought wouldn't be dropped at all. Um, Surprised if Rhys James only start two and get subbed on once um, because he was the guy that featured most um, last season uh, Twelve starts and six sub ons uh, roll off the streak. Obviously, please discount that. So it's not me. it's not not him playing for for this this team. Uh, but but Rudiger sorry Rudiger Mason Mount fifteen starts three sub ons. Um, he was the most featured the most actually in terms of overall as well with Reese James Aspola-Quetta seventeen starts out of nineteen games. <sighs> Rudiger fifteen starts out of nineteen and he wasn't he was on the fringes at the beginning and that, most of those came towards the end as well. Uh, Christensen. He got 12 appearances out of 19. Basically, whatever happens, you're going to get rotation. So, you need to have cover on your bench of players that play. And fortunately, this season, we've been really blessed with the Livermentos, Brandon Williams, Shane Duffy's, these guys who can really enable your team to be able to have a defender in at 5.5 million and be rotated. But, my take on this, looking at the um, the Chelsea numbers, And also reading into this, so he quoted Ben about Ben Chilwell, Chile needed his time. This is what Tuchel said. Chile needed his time in training to adapt to the intensity. That's what he said. So apparently he's not even really that that ready, but is, but isn't. Dare I say it, I might go for Alonso. (laughs) And it just because he's so exciting to watch as well. And as long as you know that he's going to get rotated, and that's fine. And I might even consider Rudiger to go with him if I was wildcarding. But it's just a lot of money to spend at the back. Um, yeah, I don't
1: know what your take on these numbers are, Scott. Appearances, players. For me, Alonso is getting close to a must-have in your team. Watching them every week, I said every week the kid don't play at the back. He uh, he plays he plays pretty much ahead of Lukaku half the time. When I'm looking at it, it's honestly ridiculous. He should have had a goal against Spurs. Um, I think where one of the Spurs, Eric Dyer, I believe, got a cross, made a goal line clearance. Yeah. Um, he's he looks so dangerous. I have him in fantasy draft that we do, and I have a lot of fun watching him because he's always bombing up and getting assists. He got his, He takes corners. um kicks some free kicks. Yeah. Yep. So uh, he, he's getting to that point, and like I say, Chilwell's clearly he doesn't fancy Chilwell for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I think Alonso is pretty close to, uh, he's, don't, don't get me wrong, he's not Trent levels, but I don't think he's a million miles away.
0: No, well, he's not. I mean, he's obviously played one more game than Trent, but he has got four more points than Trent this season. Um, and only Antonio and Ben Rama have got one more point than him this season. And Salah uh, about outscored Alonso this season, the fourth highest scoring fantasy player. Um, but Rudiger is there. If you want to take a, an option, I think, which is a little bit more secure, um, in terms of longer-term pick uh, then Rudiger, probably at 5.5, seems to, seems to be the man uh, who is going to be the mainstay at the back, anyway. Uh, but that's that's my take on the
1: Chelsea side. Uh, and Lukaku, I, I wouldn't touch any of the midfielders. Uh, literally I, think, I, can see, I think Kovacic is getting dropped now, if I'm honest. I can't see Jorginho being dropped, and Kante will be coming back in the team. The impact he made off the bench on the weekend, he will be coming back in. So I can see that um, that being dropped for me yeah. personally. Are you, I think you always have to
0: look at it like at the moment for the, and this is where it comes. So there can only be, uh, bear with me on this analogy, by the way, it's a bit wordy. So the right back, you've got James Hudson Adoy, or Asper Laqueta, They can all play this. You've got three players for one position. At, at left back, you've got Alonso and Chilwell. that's two players for one position. So you'd rather go for the left back than the right back, I think straight away there. In terms of the defenders, um, Christian Santiago Silva, Um, Rudiger, Aspilicueta and Chalaba. So you've got five players for three positions. So again, that's statistically you're more likely to be able to have a player that plays in in centre-back than you are at wing-back. So if you want to go for something that covers it better. Centre-midfield, you've got four players for two positions. And then how, like, obviously that Sol, Kovacic, uh, as well as uh, Kante and Jorginho. And then uh, you've got so many players that can play either side of Lukaku, Mm -hmm. but there is only Lukaku. Yeah. So if you're gonna go for it, looking at it that way, Rudiger and Lukaku are probably the best two options. And then if you wanted to go for a bit more of a gambling pick, you'd look at yeah, alonso
1: I would just really want to say something really quickly. Thiago Silva, bloody hell, he looks dangerous from corners, and and he did last year. I had him, I had him in last year for a bit, and he got me. He, he scored a fair few points, and the way he played against Spurs, I'd be surprised. And I know his rotation, but I would be surprised if he. I thought that was the end of Thiago Silva. Like, I thought, oh, he's going, to be, he's going to very rarely play this season now. But he seems to have got his eye back in. And he's quite, again, an exciting player to watch. They get a corner. You've got yeah. Tiago. you've got um, Alonso, and your team, whipping them in. And you've got Thiago Silva there. That is, uh, that's quite the prospect, isn't it? It is. No, it really is.
0: Um, City. There's the other option. So obviously, after these next two games, I wanted to look at who's playing and who's not, and we'll do this a little bit quicker um on these guys. So last season, it was uh last season. I'm already on. I'm on this season's numbers for these guys. So last season, um, Cancelo played 27 games versus Mendy's 11, and Zinchenko played 15 versus Walker's 22. And obviously, Mendy's out of the equation this season, and Cancelo started every single game. Uh, very exciting player um, has had the most touches I think out of any player for Manchester City. It was like it's it, he's always on the ball. He gets involved in the centre midfield. Uh, very exciting player. Five starts and Ruben Diaz, five starts as well at the back. Edison with his five, Gundogan with five as well, and and Grealish starting every single game. Um, Matt, quick take on this, and, and I've got a quite a few more statistics on this, but we'll, I'll, um, I'll skip through them quite quickly. Pep seems to really like to have a centre-back that plays pretty much every single time. Now, it was Laporte beforehand, and now it was Diaz then last time. I think Diaz is relatively nailed. Look, he played 32 games last season. He didn't, he didn't even... He wasn't even bought the first two, match. I think it's was out of like 36 he was available for. So 32 out of 36, really good return in terms of numbers on that side of things. Um, Cancelo, even then, was in 28 games at that point and he had competition, 27 starts, and he had competition and he doesn't this season. He likes to play like that, so I think a centre-back for City is the best option as well to start with. And it looks like Grieglish is pretty nailed, but we'll wait and see until De Bruyne comes back. But... Any, any other any other take on 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 City Torres obviously is an option if you're happy with the rotation as a good gamble at that sort of level, but other, I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit afraid of, of of any of them other than really Diaz to be fair.
1: Diaz yes, and Cancelo, like you say, yeah, those two. Yeah, if I was to go for one, I'd go for Cancelo. I think he's a brilliant player. Yeah, um, thirty-two was the most stats any outfield player got last
0: season for City. Um, 32 again, the most stats any player, ignore Grealish at the top, that's when he was playing for Villa, 32 for De Bruyne, um, again ignore Ake because that was when he was playing at Bournemouth, Laporte with 34 appearances, Bernardo 31, you, you aren't going to get even from the most nailed on Man City player, more than 30 to 32 games a season, um, so again, you need to just be ready for that, you need to have a bench that plays, um, so Scotty, the question that we asked got asked, and I've I've clicked onto the fixture screen for the YouTube guys, but we're going to do some quick fire questions now. Um, your three players
1: in order from Chelsea, if you had to have three right now and three from City. had to have three. in order for Chelsea, my number one would be Marcus Alonso. The kid don't know how to sit at the back. Uh, number two um, for Chelsea would be Lukaku. Mm-hmm. Quiet against Spurs, but look dangerous, and he's uh, always going to get his chances. And uh, number three, I would actually go Thiago Silva. Like I say it does look dangerous from corners. It's one a bit different. And I think that it, that
0: really sort on that just nails the difficulty because I went Lukaku number one, then I went Rudiger number two, and then it was Aspaloqueta number three. And that's just been the, the nailed on nature now Alonso P very, 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 very close, but that's the difficulty I think we have, but we're both, both Lukaku, just the man. Uh, City?
1: I honestly don't like getting involved with City too much. Um, it's a tough one, is it? I, I guess, um, like I say, I think number one for me would be just, would be Cancelo. Like I say, he's getting on the ball a lot, he's looking dangerous. Um, second, I would probably probably go for Jackie Grealish. Again, he's playing a lot. He's starting to chip in. Um, Especially he, he played well in the Champions League, for instance. And then number three, uh, it's going to be boring because the, the top three point scorers of the season, but Ruben Diaz again. I think with City, you're just so scared for rotations and other the ones that I think probably will rotate the least. So that's, that's how I would go for. Um, but I, I must say, uh, Jesus and... Torres looked pretty good. And with Torres being a midfielder still in the game, um, he's he's not a bad one. He's what he's 7.2 million or something.
0: Yeah, 7.2. And funnily enough, Scott, on this one, uh Diaz Cancelo, Grealish, my three. Yeah. In, in 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 that order for me. Uh, and then Torres was a question mark underneath. There we go. <laughs> so a little bit more, a little bit more certain uh, in terms of that. So quick five questions, thank you for sending these in, guys. Really appreciate them. Um what do we think of Greenwood's minutes? That was one of the one, first ones I've got asked. And it's amazing that he had four attacking returns in four games. Then he doesn't get an attacking return against West Ham away, which is a tough game and gets subbed off to 70 minutes and everyone starts panicking. <laughs> but fine. Um, I think Greenwood's minutes are inevitably going to be reduced over a season because of the amount of options United have got there with the return of um, Lingard actually playing really well. And obviously when Rashford comes back and then Sancho hopefully will pick up a bit of form. And I say hopefully because I'm a United fan. But in but Greenwood's minutes, they're inevitably going to go down a little bit. But I wouldn't be too worried about it right now. I'll definitely, I definitely I wouldn't buy, but I wouldn't sell. Scotty?
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I wouldn't be looking to get him in, but I've got him and I'm not getting rid of him, especially with that picture coming up. Filler at home. But yeah, yeah I I could actually see a cheeky Jesse Lingard start against Filler actually. Yeah.
0: So yeah.
1: and then that's someone coming out of the team.
0: Yeah, well, and, and I think that person would either be McTominay or Fred and Pogba would drop deeper, but that's just what but, but I think he'll do against Villa, but that's risky against Villa because their intensity's good. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually looked really good against Chelsea um, and still lost
1: badly. Keep
0: or sell Torres? Go, Scott. Keep or sell?
1: Um, I, I would... Chelsea or yeah, Liverpool I... next to you? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't I wouldn't be, unless you were desperate, I would be keeping him up until the next five. Because, like you said, they've got a run of, after the tough two, they've got then a good run, haven't they? And then I think you're going to have a good indication of actually, is he going to, is he trusting him still going forward? Um, and then maybe just regroup then. But yeah, I, 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 he didn't play, but he's, you know, he's, he's done well so far and he has looked good from what he's played. So I'll be keeping him, but not particularly bothered about getting him in too much. Completely agree.
0: Word for word. Um this is for you, this one, by the way. All I'm right. gonna ask this one to you. How long do I keep faith in triore? <laughs> <laughs> a genuine question I got asked, oh, and it wasn't by you. Oh, what do dear. you think?
1: Oh. Are you just waiting? I'm just sat here waiting for a returns. Two, 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 three, two. That's his points this season. His <laughs> expected points are probably like 22-22 He's a fun player and he's a frustrating player to watch. Southampton away Newcastle at home and then you've got away Evan at home. So for me, I'm probably going to be looking at the next two game weeks, um, you know, on paper, even though Southampton are keeping clean sheets. On paper, not too bad. I I guess Villa actually, Villa and Leeds are leaky as well. Um, Maybe give it another couple of game weeks and see how frustrated you are by him. Yeah. Again, I agree. I'm not rushing to get him in, but
0: I wouldn't be. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be selling him if I've got him in because at the end of the day, he's a reasonably priced gamble, and yeah. he's again, he is fun but frustrating to watch. <laughs> yeah. um, that when he put Jimenez put that header wide, they oh. nearly got his, he nearly got his assist, and then yeah, that bloody, bloody headband. Um, last one: Should we consider Vardy to partner Rom or Ron? Um, and I think the answer to that question is yes. In the short term, personally, um, Vardy himself is excellent as a player. Um, I think he's an excellent player, Vardy. I think he's nailed on, uh, and I think he continues to deliver. So, yeah, I would say he's an option and
1: uh, and someone to consider. I would I would probably just quickly keep an eye on if you're really into it who who Leicester play after Europe because they've actually shown over the last couple of years they are actually pretty poor after they played midweek. Um, so yeah, probably keep an eye on that as well. Uh, on that one. But yeah, Vardy's look pretty good this season. Interesting one.
0: Um thanks for those questions, guys. Keep sending them in. DMs, all in football pod, Instagram, uh on in football p Twitter, send them into s- a slide in and then uh, obviously you guys who know me, you know, just message me and uh, we'll uh, we'll get some questions answered. And, and the more the merrier it helps us put this
1: together anyway. And um, if uh, and if anyone wants to think, shall I play shall I get that player in, shall I not? Check with me. If I'm <laughs> getting him in, don't do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, ask Scott for transfer yeah. advice, apparently, this season so far. Um, fixtures and captains. So there's probably four captain options this this week, I'd have thought. Uh, Ronaldo against Villa um, at home. Then you've got Vardy against Burnley at home. Salah against Brentford away. And then Antonio, maybe at Leeds, away. Uh, those are probably the four options. Uh, some statistics for you: uh, for Villa, they're fifth for shots conceded um, and ninth for shots conceded in the box, so they're not that far down. Uh, Brentford, sorry, um, yeah, Brentford are only fourth for shots conceded this this season. They've conceded two goals so far this season. Villa have conceded seven, and Burnley are fourteenth and fourteenth uh, and fifteenth for shots conceded, shots in the box conceded, and they've also conceded nine goals. Um, and they've got a terrible record uh, away from home as well. Um, they're facing many, many shots and opportunities. Um, I, I, for, for me, if I'm taking a punt this week, it's on Vardy, but I don't have him, so it's going to be Ronaldo against uh, against Villa. Um, I don't trust Salah that much, and I know we've got Salah, obviously, in our team. We don't have Ronaldo or Vardy, so we're probably going to go Salah this week in the pod team, but... I wouldn't be if it was. It's a straight fight between Salah and, and Ronaldo and a lot of teams for ownership. I'd be going Ronaldo,
1: uh, but Vardy, I'd, I think he could be a shout again this week. Yeah, I think, I think I think Ronaldo's. I'm going in captain, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be one of those game weeks where he gets frustrated, he gets a yellow card, he does nothing. I can just see it. <laughs> He's scored in every game, hasn't he so far? Mm-hmm. So um, I, yeah, I can see him blanking and getting a card and getting a one point. If yeah. I'm honest, but yeah, Brentford. Very solid at the back. I would uh, I like the Jamie Vardy shout, mate. I really do. And Antonio against Leeds, very leaky at the moment. Uh yeah. think Antonio's been been
0: on fire. <sighs> Leeds are facing the most. I think they've got the second most shots they've faced again this season. It yeah, if you want to go for Antonio away from home at Leeds, but Ellen Road, three o'clock kickoff, I'd probably stay away from him. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me it's gonna be Ronaldo this week, but I like I like the Vardy uh, captaincy pick. Uh, game week. Oh, sorry, I've done the the deadline there. 12:30 uh, is uh, Chelsea against Man City, so it's an eleven o'clock deadline this Saturday. If you want to get your uh, teams submitted and done by then, I, I, it's good because I, I really don't. I don't like the Friday deadlines; they feel too rushed. Um, Scott, our team. So this is our podcast team right now. You're sat here. You are looking at our pod team. Um, we're fourth in our mini league. We're 270k overall. We've got one free transfer and five million in the bank. It's, a, it's how we've played it. We've teed it up. So we're going to get Lukaku in next week. Um, in our plan, we which we did a bit longer term, we were going to do no transfers this week. And I've looked obviously looking at the fixtures. Um, Tony to, to, to Vardy is an option for a short for a one, bit of a one week. Punt on, on, that, on, on that sense, um, that's something we could do if we wanted to go something a little bit more fun. Um, but also, we'd take a minus four then next week to get Lukaku in because we would probably have to take either Jota or Greenwood out. Uh, whereas if we, um, we we wanted to go for that punt with Vardy, you know, do we go Vardy for Tony and then Vardy captain? Then is it worth it to take the minus four the next week? So we'll have Lukaku in, Lukaku captain. Those are the two options I think. And I don't know if you have any
1: thoughts on this one, Sky. I hate taking minus points I'm not going to lie especially when we're doing so well um if I'm honest um so yeah I I would I would just let it ride this week personally um it, there's 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 no one that's obvious to then not make a minus point next week um so yeah I, I would I would let it ride personally yeah yeah fantastic I, I I agree as well so um
0: very quickly I wanted to just touch on the uh, the, fi- the final point I wanted to touch on Liam's team are amateur uh amateur to uh, professional are novice 2 pro. Um, he hit his wild card, and there's just a, a couple of a couple of lessons I think to learn from what he's put out there this week. And you know, I I, I didn't give him any any real guidance on his wild card team, other than obviously just the the, the tools and the statistics to be able to look at uh, for this season. And he's made that call that Jota can cover Salah, and then he's gone for Ronaldo and Kane. Up top. Now, Kane was. A f- I asked Liam about this, and we'll we'll have him on the pod at some point in in the very near future. But he went with Kane for the reason that he thought he was going to start scoring goals. That was his his vibe and his feeling, and it was based on that side of things the reason why he went for Jota, um, because that freed up the money for Kane, and he thought Jota could cover Salah, and Jota was playing in a number nine with Femina being injured. I think he's been unlucky with Jota, but the Kane shout. Instead of going for either a Lukaku or getting Salah in midfield, is something that's really, really hurt him. You picked up on this last week when we were talking to Jack and Martin Scott. Trusting the assets that are reliable, trusting the ones that always deliver. And most Salah in the last four seasons has never got less than two hundred and thirty points. And I think that that's that's the the main reason. That one decision, that two decisions, has probably cost him. 40 put 30 points, maybe something like that, something ridiculous, because he would have captain Salah as well. Um, your take, Scott?
1: Yeah, yeah, just just agree. I, th- I think the eye test comes in. Kane's not looked on it at all. He looks a shell of what he used to be. He's clearly um got some kind of hangover from the Man City saga, yeah, um, and a long summer with England. So I think having Kane in usually I know I know where Liam's coming from here because you do expect Kane to start scoring, but Unfortunately, a lesson from fantasy football is you can't preempt that. If they start scoring, you get them in. You can't really guess when they're going to start scoring. In um, yeah, Salah, you've just got to have them in every single game week.
0: With the guessing as well, like it's just too much of an expensive guess, mm. and it compromises your entire team by guessing that. Whereas if you're guessing on a Traore, it doesn't compromise your team. So that's the difference between the gambles and the not. And that's just a couple of really quick lessons to learn, I think, from this season, which is one of the reasons why we're doing it and why Liam's been such a great sport and going ahead and and giving this a go um, for his first season playing fantasy football. And you can tell already he's made some really interesting decisions. Torres, Antonio, Trent, you know, these guys are all important players to have in your team. Ronaldo, Jota Benrama, Gray, Basuma, Lavramento. Um, Cody Allen, Marcel, Sanchez, Backman—like the the—he's he's picked a decent team there. But just two really key things have really happened. But fixtures set up nicely. Banker transfer, you know, save up and then then get on Lukaku, and then it can all swing round. Go heavy on Chelsea and, and see what you want to do uh, from there. Thanks very much for listening, guys, this week. I'll, we'll call it to a close there. Please don't forget to subscribe and like this video. Subscribe to our channel, like this video. Subscribe to us on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts as well. Get the alerts when putting these things out there, and follow us on Instagram, social media, All the Football P and All in Football Pod, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thanks very much for uh, joining me today, Scott. And uh, yeah, all the best. I hope you get a or get a green arrow, especially you, Scott, for game week six.
1: I need it. <laughs>